Hello and welcome to Surveyor Says, the podcast from the National Society of Professional Surveyors. Each week, we bring you fascinating guests that are involved in the profession of surveying. We cover a lot of ground, including table lay talk with Gary Kent, point of order with the NSPS Joint Government Affairs Team, future focus, highlighting current and future leaders of the profession, and everything survey-related in between. Thanks for joining us here on the podcast and hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of Surveyor Says. Hello and welcome to another episode of Surveyor Says. My name is Tim Birch. I think this is, no, I do know, this is episode 159. Uh, Never thought we would get that high up in numbers, but hey, it's great, great that we are. And we've got a great guest today leading off the uh, Women's History Month and Women in Surveying um, is our current NSPS president, Amanda Allred, um, from the great state of Washington. And uh, uh, we've had had the benefit of having Amanda on several times. And you know what? We thought we would catch up with her today on, hey, it has been a quick year of of a presidency, hasn't it? (laughs) And Yeah, it definitely has. And really like to kind of catch up with you, what you're up to these days, what you've been able to experience during your presidency, um, what things, you know, have been achieved. And, you know, really, if you want to, from your perspective and who you've talked to, what, uh, what, where can we, where do we still lack? Where do we still need to go as a profession? So um, where are you at these days? What's, uh, what's going on with Amanda Allred as, as uh, the survey professional? Well, I'm coming to you from Bellevue, Washington. I just, um, about four months ago, I started a new job with terrain land surveying. And um, it's been a been a really great experience to be back in the private sector. I've, um, I've missed it. It's been, um, we always call this the rainy side of the state, the wet side of the state compared to Eastern Washington, but it's been, it's been a good change. Um, very urban setting and lots of urban surveys. And so that's that's a huge difference from what I've been used to, you know, in remote parts of Alaska and um, eastern Washington's very remote and New Mexico's very remote as well compared to, you know, urban Seattle and Bellevue areas. Yeah, I, I imagine. Yeah, like like you said, I, I, you know, just you you mentioning that right here now and thinking, yeah, you're right. New Mexico's kind of kind of rural uh alaska obviously has its own unique challenges and then uh and then and then eastern washington i mean don't get me wrong all beautiful places absolutely gorgeous places but uh uh you've you've had your have your share of uh challenges out in out in the wild wild west so uh <laughs> yeah so, so yeah sure. <laughs> I, yeah so i can imagine uh moving back to to to, to the urban areas uh, is is it it's a nice change of pace it is definitely. Um, we've been talking about condominiums and um, and uniform lots subdivisions, and um, it's just it's just a different world when you come from the PLSS. And you know, I did obviously did some serving in the cities around Walla Walla and stuff, but it's 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 different, and um, it's a good change. And I think that's why we love serving as surveyors because of the change, and we can always go somewhere else and pick up some new tricks. <laughs> You know, hopefully we're not getting too old. <laughs> exactly. But, um, but yeah, it's it's the stark contrast just from one side of the state to the other and the opportunities that are afforded to us. It's just it's incredible. Well, that's great. Um, I'm glad to glad to hear uh, that you, you've been able to 
to ad- adapt and, and be able to, to, to make that, make that change. Cause um, that is a, not that any of the other places, like I said, they're all beautiful, but that Pacific Northwest is just gorgeous. Love that up there. So, um, well, I tell you what, let's talk about it, Madam President. How has the year been? I mean, there, you've, you've been able to get out a little bit and you've had uh, had some other things going on, uh, other challenges with your year. But um, what, where have you been able to go and what uh, share some highlights of what you've been able to see? Yeah, it's been an excellent year. We were in Oklahoma this last fall. And um, I'm actually going to Hawaii in a week. And of course, I always go, go to LSAW and I made it to Oregon this year as well. And um, just, just getting to visit different parts of the country as well as we always spend our time, you know, back East in the spring with the, with the um, lobbying day and everything. It's just, um, it's good to meet surveyors from all over the country. And it's great to see, you know, the diversity and the challenges that we face. and to let those people know that they're not alone. You know, all surveyors are in this together. And we as a national organization represent every surveyor, you know, in the United States. And that's, that's, that's a huge challenge because there's so many differences in who we are. But I think just looking at the, at the executive committee right now, I mean, we have people from all over the country and it's fantastic from New York to Washington state down to Texas and, you know, lots of places in between. Well, and one thing I'd like to, to, to bring up that, uh, and not that uh, I said I necessarily an oversight, but I mean, we had an opportunity to go to Warsaw, Poland and you know <laughs> yes. what, what we were there, what you and I were there for with the rest of our, our contingent, uh, that to me, I mean, that was my first time at an FIG event as well. And I think, I think we all, uh, experienced how different, I mean, yes, we're surveying technically the same around the world, but how much different it was. And uh, I, I I thought it was a great experience and uh, it was really great seeing how well uh, the rest of the surveying community um, accepted you and, you know, as, as one of, one of their own, and because it, it, uh, it is kind of rare for in, in most places in the world for uh, a, a woman to be the president of a, of a large association. I, I, I love that. That was just, that was so recognized and uh, that, you, that you were really, you really stood up as, as somebody that, uh, that, that's, that's out ahead of everything. Yeah, it was, it was so, so warm and welcoming and, um and Poland is just a great country to visit, <laughs> you know, in itself. And I think, I think getting to represent women has been a huge part of the year. And what that means to, you know, the, I'm, I'm a Gen Xer, just barely almost a millennial, but to see what that's going to do to Gen Z and what that will help them with. Wendy, Wendy Latrup was a huge, um, a huge influence on my career. And I hope that, that I'll be able to give that back to others that want to be in this position as well, because um, last summer I was able to speak um, for the women's group in South Africa yes, and to get to talk to those women and, the experiences they have, it's all very similar. You know, it's all very similar, the problems that we face. And just to let to let everybody know that um, that we're here and and we can make our mark on um, on the profession and um, and make a difference within the world. Exactly. Well, and I know they've recently announced that the next uh, Women's Survey Summit is going to be in Minnesota. Uh, tell us a little bit about that experience and and getting that group together. And uh, from what I can tell, you had a great time in Williamsburg, uh, able to see some sites, but really the the conversations that can go on 
from that pers- from that pers- you, your own unique perspective and really how that how that blends back into the the, the profession itself. Yeah, Anna Rios and um, Virginia and um, all those ladies have done a fantastic job of putting a wonderful event together in a. I, I kind of hate the I hate the term the safe space, but it really it really is a, a safe place for women to get together and and talk about our issues um, without having to worry about offending our male counterparts or making them feel bad or guilty about anything that might have happened to us. You know, right? It's, because it's not about it's not about them, and it's not about it's not even about the poor treatment we faced. It's about having a camaraderie to ourselves and um, having that, that bond with similar people from a similar demographic is what land surveyors have always got out of land surveying. And yes. um, you can see the pictures from the BLM to the USGLO. And those one favorite of mine is the group of women that were surveying during um, world war two, you know, that yes. you can see the camaraderie on their faces and, um, and, that's just such a fun, fun trip. And any women that um, that feel lonely or feel not so much engaged in the entire entire profession and that they're outsiders, I would really encourage them to participate in that that conference because it is so unlike any other conference you'll ever go to where you're not, you know, one out of a hundred or one out of five hundred people that are there, but you're really you're part of the larger scene and you're part of the larger group. Exactly. Well, and I think you and I both have had the benefit of being involved in some in some bigger groups to where there might be, you know, the percentage of women may be a little higher than others, you know, than most of the others. But, you know, just in some of my travels around in some of these more rural, more, you know, uh, smaller association states. Yeah, it's it's really disappointing that the, the percentages aren't the same even in there. There might you know, I was just in Montana recently, and I think there were only two P- two female PLSs there. And, you know, I'm hoping that there's more than that. But, you know, like you said, even creating this this comfort level to where they can come into the come into the room because they're, you know, we're all equals in this. And we really need to present that front that we're all equals in this and uh, and respect you as a fellow professional. Bottom line. Absolutely. And there um, I always talk about all the great people and the great mentors that I've had over the years. And and it's not worth focusing on. Um, on the meanness or the callousness that we face because everybody faces those challenge challenges, but it is certainly a unique position women are in, in this profession. And to fail to recognize that I think would be a shame. Yes. Yes. And well, it's, it's been good. The message that you have uh, been able to, to, to carry forward, uh, not even just in within your presidency throughout your career. And, and obviously you'll continue that, uh, uh, you know, through your past presidency and 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 then well, because like you said, uh, the, the the mentors that provided you some ways, um, I yeah, I only I only see you carrying that torch forward. I think that's uh, that's very important. And and by in your you're you're providing really a role model for the rest of the 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 young women and others and young men as well. That you know what this we're in all this together. And so yeah, keep keep beating that drum. <laughs> yeah, and it's really um I'll I'll be around as long as they'll have me. It's um it's a funny thing to be, you know, going out the door, but I'm I'm really proud of a lot of the things the workforce development um committee was able to achieve. And um you kind of ride on the backs of the chairman <laughs> of those committees. And I can't take credit for the work they did, but I think I think there was a lot of things that happened during my presidency that I'm I'm really proud of. And there's always more that you wanted to do, but that's why you 
that's why you hang out and see if they still need help. <laughs> well, it it does it does start at the top. It starts with solid leadership, and uh, if we don't if we don't I think impress upon our committees to to what successes they can have, and I think that's one that you really you were able to. Uh, to, to really encourage them to, to, to really take the ball and run with it. And so uh, I've seen you as a champion for that, uh, for that committee. Uh, like I said, even well before the, uh, this last year in your presidency that, so uh, to be honest with you, I'm not surprised that they have stepped up and done what they've done because uh, there has been the encouragement and it definitely stepped up uh, with your encouraging words uh, through your presidency. So uh, no, uh, like I said, it, Give yourself a little bit of credit there. <laughs> well, thank you, Tim. That's kind of you to say. Um, we had we had a lot of the committee chairs meet with us monthly. Um, the executive committee gets together twice a month, and I think it's it's eye opening for the the rest of the organization to see how much we do, you know, between meetings, and as well as you and your team there and there in um, Maryland. Are you in Virginia now? I can never. No, we're, <laughs> we are still in Maryland. We stayed in Maryland. Okay. <laughs> thank you. Yes. No. No. That's fine. <laughs> My back east um, geography goes <laughs> goes down the drain quickly, you know. Well, but um, but all the hard work that we all put into this organization, and and to remember, we're all part of a team, and that that really came together for you and I this year, Tim. And I'm so proud of the things that we accomplished. Absolutely, yep, I, I agreed. And um, yeah, it it is it is a test to uh, to work in an office with three women, and uh, <laughs> to not have them gang up and and beat the living pulp out of me some days, but you know, Hey, it's, it's what it is. That's in, uh, I, I can't, I can't imagine a, a better office and better office mates. So no, it is, it is important. Um, I guess I do want to segment a little bit because it is the women's history month and women in surveying something I've been talking to several, uh, people, including mostly women. We're talking about the strength of what women bring in complementing the profession. Um, because you know, let's let's be honest. Women look at things different than men, and that's what I've always appreciated about the fellow uh, professionals, female professionals that I've worked with. That men are problem solvers. They want to get this stuff done. They want to just get it done and get it done and get it out. Whereas it seems to me that the women I've worked with, they're always not 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 skeptical. They're always open minded to well, what if we look at this this boundary problem this way or what if we look at it from this perspective or whatever that it's that whole left brain right brain mars and venus thing but there there is something <laughs> to be said about men and women complementing each other in this profession what, what, what do you think about that yeah i think anytime you get um diverse people in the same room you're gonna get you're gonna have challenges but um but the end effect the end effect of getting people from different parts of the country um, different men and women involved, different ethnicities, is that you will get a much wider perspective. And that perspective will give you strength and it will give you insights and it will give you um, just it just powerful tools that you never knew were possible because you never had those people in the room. And um, that's sometimes what we experience continually having people from different parts of the country within the room at NSPS. And that's one of my favorite things about it is because um, you as, you know, spending most of your career in, um, in really urban areas of Chicago, I couldn't relate to that mm -hmm. and, and vice versa, you know, and right. that's what we have to do is represent, you know, different people. And as surveyors, we represent different people. And one of the challenges that I um, noticed 
in early on in my career were even women and minorities who didn't have the ability to get surveys done because they weren't well connected with land surveyors or attorneys. Right. Um, it's been an incredible experience to afford um, to be able to bring surveying to people that didn't have the ability to get those surveys done before. I, I did a survey for a lady um, in southwestern New Mexico, and she she couldn't get a survey done because she divorced her husband and he was an attorney and he had all the connections and she couldn't get the one acre that she was awarded in her divorce. And because nobody would come out there to do it because she, she was very poor and she didn't have a lot of means. And um, I was able to go do that for her. And that, that affords ownership of property. Can you, oh, yes. can you imagine being able to give that to somebody who never would have gotten that opportunity had she not had the survey done and the land division done? And, um, that's changing people's lives and it's changing people's lives in remote America. It's changing people's lives in remote Africa and it's getting minorities and women the ability to own property. And that's, that's just mind boggling to me, you know? Oh, exactly. Exactly. And I think, you know, I guess going back to the Warsaw experience, that that's something that really would drove that home and, and hearing more about land title uh, issues around the world. You're exactly right that, you know, it's it's nice that we see here in the U.S. that there are more uh, more women that are that are buying properties. More, you know, you know, not even just single women, but more women within a couple are buying properties and able to do these things. But that's not the case around the world, and we need to we need to be able to change that narrative. So, yeah, to to hear stories about about like you just said with the with the with the poor divorced woman, yeah, to be able to to be able to to give back a little bit like that, that, uh, that had to have been a very, very, uh, satisfying situation for you. Oh, absolutely. And those are the surveys you'll never forget, you know, and, um, it wasn't that long ago that women couldn't actually inherit property or own property in the United States. And we oftentimes forget that. And it's a, it's a great place we live in with great opportunities and to afford that to other countries is just, it's just amazing. And I think, that's why I'm so happy if people can make it to FIG this summer. I think um, meeting surveyors from around the world and the respect that we garner around the world, it's, it's something land tenureship takes for granted in the United States where other, you know, developing countries don't have those means. It's just, it's just incredible to see how much they're respected. Um, I had a, I had a doctor from, he was from Nigeria. And, I was hoping um, you would was, tell this story. <laughs> Yeah, it's my favorite story. His name was Victor Wachuku. And um, he told me, um, me and my husband, that he was he was not smart enough to be a surveyor. His dad was a surveyor and several of his uncles. And he embarrassed his family by coming to the United States and becoming a doctor because <laughs> he wasn't smart enough. And um, and that's the kind of respect that people in other countries have for land surveyors, because we give them we help facilitate them getting infrastructure, water and policing and being able to enforce the laws of property ownership and where their homes are built. And those are things that people worldwide do not take for granted and which Americans have the luxury to take for granted a lot of the time. Uh, you're, and you're exactly right. Like I said, I, I was hoping you would, you, we could fit that story in somewhere because, <laughs> you know, when, when you told that uh, last year before we went to FIG, I was like, that's incredible. I mean, that's you're spot on, but that's in that's incredible. And that that's what going to FIG really opened my eyes to how surveyors are looked at around the world versus how we're we're portrayed here in the United States. And you're exactly right that I'm I'm hoping that 
we can entice more people from the United States to come to FIG and see how great this profession truly is and how revered uh, we are um, simply because of our experiences and our abilities. And uh, so, yeah. I, so yeah, yeah it's you're, great because right. I've gotten to meet a couple of ladies that work in the United States from Poland and really the opportunity to bring international people when there's such a shortage of surveyors, it's, it's, it's huge. And people that don't take the opportunity to go to FIG, I, I really, I, um, I almost sympathize with them because you don't know um, what you don't know sometimes. And I hope um, that anybody who's listening will look at that and think about going. Well, good, good. Well, you know, let's talk about FIG for a little bit. It's the, it, it is the working week 2023 in Orlando at the uh, Signia Hilton there uh, in, in Orlando, just outside of Disney Springs. Um, it is May 28th through, the, through June 1st. We're going to have a golf outing on June 2nd. Um, there's a couple of pre-events on uh, June 27th and 28th uh, with young surveyors and a few other geodesy-based things. Um, it, it, we are. We're, it's in, we're anticipating somewhere between two and 2,500 surveyors from around the world coming in. Um, I guess you, from your experience in Warsaw, and we're going to try to draw it out even bigger here uh, with Orlando coming out of the pandemic, um, what did you take away from the actual Warsaw experience as far as any kind of sessions, any kind of interaction, you know, what, what can someone ex expect coming into an international event? Yeah. The, um, the prospect of meeting other surveyors, I think that is, that's so huge and the different perspectives that we bring to the land surveying community throughout the world, but the underlying foundation of the principles of land surveying, it's just incredible. All of those sessions that you go to, where you get to listen to the papers that people have put together that they're presenting um, to the organization. I think those were my favorite things to do, those 15-minute sessions where you have 15 minutes to talk about, you know, your study or what you had done. Um, and and those are great because then you don't you don't lose people out of boredom, <laughs> but right. they, they're able to hit the highlights and really talk about what they do. And FIG is just at another level. It's just, it's just the cream of the crop surveyors and you get to really meet the people representing those countries and the people that take um, getting to travel and getting to see new places that they don't take that for granted. John Pohal has been so instrumental in getting people from around the world who've never even left their small village, much less, you know, flown out of the country. And he's enabled that through his foundation to um, bring people from remote parts of the world together and to see the respect he garners and the work that he put together through the foundation. It's just, it's truly amazing. He's a, he's a celebrity <laughs> when yes. you get international with him. Yep, exactly. No, you're exactly right. And I, I think hopefully, uh, you know, one thing I, I, you know, we're trying to publicize, you know, we, we've, we've seen several papers and, and uh, articles going around about the geodesy crisis and how we, we are going to be short on educators and really those to take us into that next, um, really that next realm of experience with geodesy. And I mean, let's face it, everything is geodesy at this point in time because of GPS, GNSS, and and the datums and everything. Um, but yet we're having such a shortfall with, with educators and not supporting programs and such. And that's what I guess part of what I'm looking forward to is we are going to have a lot of educators from around the world come here and really present present on the on these topics. And so I'm hoping it gives the, the, the U.S. surveying community a perspective on 
this is why it's so important that we support the programs that are doing these educational things and to support and recruit these future educators on uh, some, some very critical, uh, critical educational programs that we need, we need to, to, to follow through on. So, um, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I'm glad we're going to have a pretty good contingent there. I, um, like you said, I think, I think you've made some pretty good, uh, friendships, relationships from around the world. It'll be nice to see them again and, uh, to be able to, to enjoy, uh, enjoy, especially enjoy Orlando and, and what, uh, what the U S has to, has to offer. Yeah, and it's really a good time for us to show off as American surveyors on who we are and what we get to do. And everybody is so curious across the across the globe about America and, and getting to work here. You know, you just have to be on LinkedIn to get pinged with people who want to who want to get out of their um their countries and have the opportunities that we're afforded. And um one of the other emerging issues that um I think I would like to help work on. Is the, is the problem that we're facing not only with the limited amount of educators, but it is the limited amount of surveyors that are out there now and that are having to work for companies or for um, their superiors aren't land surveyors, and they might be the only surveyor in the entire company. And having to represent that for all surveyors and, um, and the challenges with communication that comes along with that, with um, with emphasizing how important it is to follow procedures and standards and laws within the state that we're working because those things don't make sense to non-technical people and to reiterate to keep the the businesses you know in compliance and even our own licenses that's it's a tough road to hoe and I think um, that's only going to continue as there are less surveyors all the time but that will continue to be an issue for us that because um, I spent my whole career working for for land surveyors up until the last five years. And um, and now it's it's an opportunity in itself because it helps us educate people, but it is certainly a challenge. No, you're exactly, you're spot on. And uh, thank you for bringing that up. That kind of leads it up into one of my final questions on, um, yes, you're coming out of your, you're, you're in the final stretch of your presidency. Like you said, you're gonna be around as long, you know, as, uh, until we have to shake a stick at you. Um, <laughs> What are you know, and that's a that's a great segue into you know my question was going to be what are the remaining challenges that uh, that NSPS and the profession need to face and that that is a great one and I think you're absolutely right that we need to really push forward and and I won't say necessarily take a stand but you know really stand up for what the profession uh, is supposed to do um, it doesn't matter that the whether it's an engineer an architect uh, an accountant whoever's the the lead of a company. Uh, you know, I, as a uh, president of a hospital, I wouldn't want to tell a neurosurgeon what they're doing wrong. So why should absolutely? You know, so why should uh, why should the head of a company that's not the surveyor tell the surveyor what they're doing wrong or how to do some things? So, no, you you bring up a great point, and I think that's something that that really needs to be championed a little bit, little bit more. Is to to you know, stand up for your profession, stand up for your, for your experience and uh, stand up as being a professional and you, you're, you're spot on. Absolutely. And it's one of the best parts of, of being a surveyor is to educate people in a, in a kind and professional manner, because sometimes, <laughs> sometimes we lose our patience and we lose um, the ability to keep conveying, no, this, this basic principle, we can't, we can't let go. This is a law we have to follow. And we can't subdivide property illegally and we have to follow all these rules and regulations because that's our, that's our duty. But it's, it's also, um, 
it's also a great a great time. It's great to work with diverse groups and it's great to face those challenges together. Yep, exactly. Well, listen, I'm going to be cognizant of your time. I appreciate the what you've uh, what you've shared with us, which has been just absolute nugget after nugget. I definitely appreciate said taking time out of your busy schedule. Um, you know, I, you're still in the middle of your work day. I'm trying to figure out how to wrap mine up. So being on the opposite <laughs> ends of the opposite ends of the the U.S. Um, one last question I have for you, um, especially after coming off of you know, like I said, home stretch of your presidency. Um, Having been some of the places, how does the future of surveying look to you from from uh, your perspective? I think it looks great. You know, the the emerging technology, we're going to get into AI soon. We're going to get into the, all these crazy things that you and I probably never thought were possible, you know, 20, 25 years ago. And who, who would have thought the things that we're doing now? And, um, and it makes me feel old sometimes to think um, of the progressing, the progressing data that we're going to get there's just gonna be a data overload. And there's gonna be a hard time for people to interpret that data and to apply it correctly. And we're never gonna lose our spot as far as importance goes. Um, it may make us nervous sometimes that our, our numbers are dwindling, but I think that only makes us more valuable as, as individuals and as people out there in the marketplace. You know, it's, it's, a, it's still a good time to be a, a professional answer there because companies are still looking and I would, I would really encourage people to find a company that supports your professional goals and again, supports your, your need and your want to um, advocate for the profession and be within a society because those companies exist. And no matter who you are, that they will work with you and do those things. And that's why I'm really grateful to be at a company like Terrain because um, not everybody would let, let me take a, you know, an hour out of my afternoon to, to do this, but it's not only is it encouraged, but um, it's 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 seen and as important and um for the good of serving overall well and that uh, th thank you for mentioning them like i said a little shout out to terrain because um what i've seen on social media and them promoting uh bringing you on and uh really you know continuing what you you've been trying to push as far as as uh, uh i'll say promotional efforts i mean for the profession not just not just amanda but uh it's been for the profession and uh kudos to them to be really thinking uh in a positive forward manner and uh uh allowing you this time to sneak off and, and record a podcast <laughs> yeah the next time you're up here you're gonna have to come by the office Tim. i'd enjoy uh, for you to get to meet everybody would love it. Like I said, that uh, Pacific Northwest is one of my favorite places now and uh, <laughs> can't wait to get back. I love them San Juan Islands. And uh, like I said, Seattle's such a great town anyway in the whole area. So uh, no, looking forward to getting back. So, well, Madam President, thank you for your time. We appreciate uh, taking the time out and uh, we look forward to seeing you in a in a couple of weeks at our spring business meeting and uh, you know, getting, getting back, getting the gang back together and, uh, and, and doing the business of NSPS uh, for the benefit of the profession. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Tim, for having me on. And um, since this was our first year, you're right out of the gate and me, you know, being president, I think we set a great precedence. And so I hope, I hope um, the rest of the tr presidents are, um, are just right in there with what we were able to accomplish. And I have no doubt Bob Akins and, 
Davy Edwards and Linda Foster coming up are going to be excellent representatives. Oh, I think so too. I think we've got a, I think we do have a bright future ahead of us, not just for the profession, but for the organization as well. Like um, you've set a pretty high bar, but uh, we've got some good ones coming behind. So let's just do all we can to, to, to keep it up there. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you, Amanda. Appreciate it. Thank you. Take care, Tim. You've been listening to the Surveyor Says podcast, brought to you by the National Society of Professional Surveyors. If you have any questions about today's episode or any other topic, please email us at info at nsps.us.com, and we are here to help. Visit our website, nsps.us.com, to learn more about our association, the programs we administer and support, our sustaining members, and information about future episodes of Surveyor Says. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify, as well as our podcast host, Podbean. And remember, it's a great day to be a surveyor.